I'm milling about with Graham Nash, uh, and we're sitting in, in the city of New York City. There you go. Yeah, you can hear it rebuilding itself right now. I hear you're, you're uh, living here now, is that I true? Am. Yes. I moved from uh, the jungle in Hawaii to the jungle on the East Coast. Hawaii's not a jungle, it's gorgeous. Uh, it can get pretty funky in the jungle there. <laughs> and I was like doing my homework with, on you, and you sold your home recently in Manhattan Beach. So yes. was that hard? To, no. You, no, it wasn't no. hard? No, not once I've made a decision. It's, it's, it, you know, life is pretty easy. You make a decision, you move. The person who's living there now must have our house as their uh, uh, ding-dong bell. You know, the, the, <laughs> the point is that whoever buys the house will get a, a handwritten copy of our house. They will? I know. <laughs> is it nice being amongst New Yorkers? Do you, do you There's a tremendous energy here in the city. And I, like I said, I spent 40 years in Hawaii. And, uh, you know, even though I've been on the road a lot and traveled to most of the major cities in the world... I, I, I do love culture, I do love museums, I do love art galleries, I do love swap meets, I do love people. You know, I, 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 I thrive on energy, and holy Toledo, New York has energy. I know. So you can go to, like, the fairs in New York, the little tchotchke fair with your baseball cap on and yeah, have at and it. No, and nobody knows. That's right. <laughs> I like to be invisible. I, yeah. You're Speaking of art, you're doing an art show back in your hometown. In Salford, yes, yes. It's, it's kind of thrilling for me, you know, because I've been known for most of my life as a musician, but not a lot of people know that I've been a photographer longer than I've been a musician. What got you started with photography? My father showing me the magic of photography, of, of an, uh, you know, a blank piece of paper into a funny liquid and wait, 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 and all of a sudden the image comes floating out of nowhere. I've never forgotten that magic. So my father was was my first inspiration. What was the first shot that you took? Um, that I can remember taking uh, a, a long up-the-neck shot of a giraffe. I was only a kid. I was only 10 years old. And where is this photo now? It was the, uh, it was the first, uh, one of the first shots in, in my book, uh, my autobiography, Wild Tales. Oh, yeah, I remember seeing that now, now that I think about it. So is that what attracted you to, to Amy Grantham, the fact that she's a photographer? No, no, no. I, I found out she was a photographer later. No, what first attracted me to Amy was the, the, the enormous uh, spirit and, and uh, energy and curiosity that she has about life, as well as being physically beautiful, too. Yes, she is. I had the opportunity to meet her at your listening party. Right, right. And she loves you. She adores you. Thank oh, God. my gosh. How did you guys actually meet one another? At the Beacon Theater. No. Yeah, and CSN was doing a show, and uh, she was a friend of my friend Noel's, and, and he brought her to the show, and uh, that was it. And now she shot every single photo that you'll ever be in. It's Amy. Uh, Amy's going to shoot it, yeah. She did all the graphics for this entire campaign. And, and why did you choose black and white? It's interesting. 
I never see in black and white. I only see in color. So black and white are more real to me, strangely enough, as, as, a, as a photograph. I don't know why, I've always loved black and white. That's interesting. There was a photo in, in this new album, This Path Tonight, that really spoke to me. You're like standing in front of a wall. Ah, yes, that's and the Berlin Wall. That was the Berlin Wall where mm -hmm. it says madness. Yep, and my goodness, if that idea of trying to build a wall to keep ideas out, is that's madness. That's why I stood in front of that word, and that's why Amy was smart enough to take a picture of me looking at it. Yeah, there is, there are so many powerful images when you listen to the album, so I imagine you wanted to sort of wed that. With the, with the visuals, yes, absolutely. Yeah, so tell me about uh, the inspiration for this path tonight. October of 2014, Shane Fontaine, who produced the record, yeah. is, is the uh, second guitar player in the Crosby, Stills & Nash band. And so, uh, me and David and Stephen have our own buses, of course, but we take band members with us. Uh, and Shane happens to be on my bus. And then we finished the tour, we took Christmas off, of course. And then in January of, of 15, uh, we uh, went into the studio and recorded those 20 songs in a, just over a week. What is the bus like, your, your tour bus? Well, it's, it's better than any plane. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, by the time you get 20 or 30 people on a plane and tons of equipment and then the plane gets cancelled and you have to cancel shows. We've been using buses for years now. They have, uh, you know, bunks and beds and staterooms and internet at 70 mile an hour. And You're all tricked you know, out on that, you know, on, on your bus. Television channels, yes, yes. Do you, do you enjoy traveling on the road still? Do you like it? I'm not crazy about the traveling part, you know. Uh, that's what they pay us for. They certainly don't pay us to play because we do that for nothing, although don't tell anybody that. Um, no, I, I'm not crazy about the traveling part, you know. Uh, but I was intrigued with riding with uh, Shane Fontaine, you know. I've always felt a little uncomfortable riding with other people, but riding with Shane is almost like riding with myself. Interesting. You know, he's English, you know, he... Re he remembers seeing the Hollies in 1964, you know, when we opened up for the Beatles. When it, I think he was like 10 or 12 or something, you know. Wow. So he's been a big fan for a long time and knows my music. And it's, it's like writing with myself. How long, uh, Graham, have you actually been in the music business now? How many years? Since, uh, wow, since I was uh, 14. So how many years? How terrible uh, it man. 60. Six, you've already celebrated 60 years. Mm -hmm. Wow. Did you do anything special to... No, not at all. I'm much more interested in this interview and what I'm doing, you know, in 10 minutes. You can't do much about the past. You know, you just have to have tried your best. Yeah, so, and, and at 74 years old, you're not looking back either. You're looking forward. Always. You look great. Thank you. You managed to keep all your hair. And my, I, my husband is very jealous of you. <laughs> is that right? You can have it, man. <laughs> Do you do anything? Just keep breathing. That's all I do. You know, people say, well, how do you, you know, why is your voice still sound so good? You know, and I, I don't have, a, I don't have a vocal coach or I don't do exercises. I, I don't do anything. I just exist. And this album has been said that it's a very personal revelation for you. So can you expand on that a little bit? How? Yeah, it was very cathartic to me. It's one of the reasons why I became an American citizen, you know, in the 70s. I, I wanted to be a part of this country and I wanted to vote and I wanted my voice to be heard. And this is a country where you can raise your voice and, and be heard. And 
course, no one has to listen, you know, but you can speak your mind here in this country. What do you remember about becoming a citizen? What do you remember about that day? There's a very famous hot dog stall called Pink's in Los Angeles. It's been there for 120 years or something wild. Um, and when uh, Stephen came with me to the uh, Dorothy Chandler Pavilion in Los Angeles where the award ceremony was, it's me and 15 other you know, people that couldn't speak English um, get, become an American citizen. And then Stephen said, well, now you're an American citizen, you have to go to Pink's and have a hot dog. So that's what we did. With everything on it. Everything on it. Do you know that joke? What 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 does a Buddha? Oh yes, right. And Buddha happens. Right, and Buddha happens to be your manager, so I'm sure he's heard that a million times. Yeah, I'm sure he's heard it a million times. (laughs) I'll have one with everything. I love that. So let's talk about some of the other songs on the record. On the record. Oh my God, I'm dating myself here. On the CD, myself at last. That's a very poignant thing to say Mm -hmm. after all these years. Yeah, but it's true. I was pretty flat there for, you know, the last dozen years of my life. I've been doing good work. I mean, I produced um, 16 CDs and did over 400 shows with David and Stephen. It's not that I've been sitting on my ass, but this, this path tonight is, is an important album for me personally because I'm getting my feelings out there. I've saved myself millions of dollars in psychiatry bills because I talk to myself constantly. I'm screaming at the universe. Just enough to make her laugh And I'm rolling down This lonesome road To lose myself at last Well, nowadays, you never know with people with their phones if they're talking to themselves or they're talking. Or talk- the office, right. <laughs> right, they're talking on their phone. Yeah. So w- what do you say to yourself? <laughs> like you're having therapy oh, no, sessions? I, I, I'm always talking to myself. Did I do this right? Or should I have done this? Or what, you know, what, what should I do next? What am I going to be doing? You know, I, 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 I don't plan my life. I, I, I kind of live my life, and my life kind of happens to me. Uh, and it's been incredible, you know been an insane life oh yeah absolutely so what have you learned from from these past few years from the separation that i'm basically a, a decent human being that, that has a certain amount of talent that's being very humble but it's true yeah nothing else no other revelations about relationships and anything nope. like that i i love beautiful strong women i always have all my life that's good. <laughs> that works. Now, there was a rumors going around, and I think I'm, I'm safe to say this, that you're planning a, a musical for, with Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Um, th- yes, there, there is talk of that. There is uh, action on that. There is a story being written, and we'll see what happens. Now, if you guys get along with each other, it could happen really fast, right? You it have could to... if we got along. <laughs> You'd have to all get together in the same room and agree on something. Oh, what a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough to get decisions out of four strong people. How, what, what is your vision for, for the show? What would you like it to be? In its essence, I... I hope the show, uh, you know, provides a, an interesting look in the times, in uh, the political times, the romantic times of the 60s and 70s and 80s, 
um, and, 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 and you know just how much CSN and CSNY have been a part of American culture for almost 50 years. You know, there's a lot of music that can be made, there's a lot of uh, political points that can be made, there's a lot of romantic personal points that could be made. Um, it, could, it could be a very interesting Broadway uh, project, yes. So you, could, you don't see it necessarily as a, as a jukebox musical? It would have like an actual story? And I think it would have to uh, you know, contain the essence of who we are as individuals, yes. There's some very good people that are very interested in this. Yeah, as as we are mm. producing, we're in. Ah. Tell me about uh, some of the other songs I want to talk about on the album, like the song Encore. That is, that's the last song on the record. On the here I go again on the record. Yeah, but it is a record, and yeah. I think you should always call it a record. Okay, because it is a record of what happened. This is you know? true. Encore, yes. Who are you when the last show's over? Who are you when all the fame and all the adulation falls away? Are you a decent person? Who are you? Mm. I'm asking myself that question. Every day. Almost every day, right? Mm -hmm. You ask yourself that? Yep. Do you remember your very first encore and what that felt like? When they actually were screaming and yelling? And um, yeah, probably a couple of times when I was with the Hollies. You know, they had that incredible youthful energy of five kids that had escaped what their dad had to do and their grandfather had to do. Do you believe in encores now? Do you think like... You I do. I always think there's another song. <laughs> I mean, I've, you know, I've said it jokingly, but I kind of mean it when you know i'll be writing songs when they're putting the lid down on my coffin you know now i want to go back to um to back to your childhood you said you grew up in salford and what kind of community was that How very you low it? quality housing a uh, very poor neighborhood uh, housing built for irish workers for the uh, industrial revolution that happened you know in the north of england all, all the cotton and the mining and, and all those kind of uh, jobs um my friend Alan Clark used to work at the mill, and I went, I went to see him once, and I couldn't believe how loud it was, and how du dusty it was, and how much cotton was in the air, and I, I vowed that I wouldn't do that. And my, my mother and father always uh, encouraged my passion for music. And they did. I, I wouldn't be talking to you right now if it hadn't been for them, really. Were they uh, a member of the Salford Lads Club? No. Because that's no. like a big deal there, isn't it? It was because, you know, all those little community areas where people get together to, 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 to converse and gossip and stuff are very important. And especially because uh, after World War II, there weren't a lot for 15-year-old kids to do. You know, so the, the lads club where you could learn chess and learn ping pong and learn snooker and learn to sing and, you know, learn to hang around and, you know, it was very important. The Salford Lads Club was very important in my area, yes. So it's almost like being a member of the Y, like the Y. Yeah, very much so, yeah. So you went there to meet girls, essentially. Um, no, because it was a lads club. 
there you go. Then you wouldn't mm -hmm. be meeting many women. We were going to figure out how we would do it when we left the club. <laughs> exactly. So what do you hope um, audiences come away with when they listen to this CD? I, I hope they join me on this emotional journey. With most songs, there's a lot of people going through those same changes as you out there in, in the public. And I, I, I think that if people listen to this record and are going through the same changes as I am, uh, they'll go, oh, that's how he dealt with it. That's interesting. Well, well that's an interesting point of view. Um, yeah, I, I, I hope people take from this record that it, it, it's an intimate, personal, emotional journey that they should join me on. Do you get a lot of um, feedback from fans that you actually hear? Yes. It's, okay, so tell me, tell me some of that. Well, you know, I understand if we do Guinevere Great or Sweet Judy Blue as our teacher children or something, that the audience will stand on their feet and applaud. And, and I understand it. Those songs have been very popular for many years. They're in their hearts. I understand that. But when you can bring an audience to its feet clapping after only them hearing a song once, that's pretty special. And that's been happening night after night. I have to tell you, Grandma, that I went to sleepaway camp as, as a young person all through my childhood. And right now my friends are listening to this, so we'll be listening to this. And Our House was the song. Really? So when I found out what that was about, I was so incredibly moved. Ah, how nice. Like, what inspired that song? Um, a very ordinary moment. Yeah. You know, me taking Joni Mitchell to breakfast at a delicatessen in the valley in Los Angeles. Um, leaving breakfast, walking back to her car, passing an antique store. She looked in the window, she saw this beautiful little vase, nine inches tall clear with some nice painted flowers around it and she bought it and uh, we went back to her house in Laurel Canyon and I said hey why don't I light a fire and you put some flowers in that vase that you bought today I'll light the fire you place the flowers in the vase that you bought today staring at the fire for Sounds like an opening verse to me. And you thought, now I'm going to write a song right around that. That's right. And, he, and, it, and it became so huge. Well, everybody's had that moment. Yeah. We all have our house. We yeah. all have a favorite piece of music. The first time you got kissed, the first time you were ever in the back of a studio where you kind of got felt up. All right, well, I want to hear yours. Well, you know, <laughs> we all have those moments, you know. Yeah. And, and if I have those moments, why... Why don't you have those moments? And you do, of course. It's almost like the taste of a certain food. It'll you know, you taste it and, and your memory goes back to the first time you ate that food. You know, music is very much like that. And a lot of people realize, you know, the very first time they heard a certain song that became their song, you know. Mm. Very important communication. I see a piano out there. Would you indulge? Would you play a little bit? Of what? Whatever you want, whatever you like. Sure. Oh, that'd be gorgeous. Okay, stay tuned.
Okay, what was that? Oh, it's a new song. Oh, what was it called? Here for you, I think. Beautiful. Graham Nash, thank you so much for joining me. We're going to end the show as we're standing here. (laughs) You're very welcome. Always news. Always refreshing. Always candid. Always billing about. Robin Milling delivers what celebrities are saying to you. you. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.